So this theme, emotional intelligence, there has been a lot of research on it. There's a lot of different um, books, uh, websites out there encouraging uh, us to learn and to grow. So take some time this worship series to do that. I want to start off with uh, kind of the, the primary book on this research and development written by Daniel Goleman with the title Emotional Intelligence. Goleman is kind of the lead researcher on emotional intelligence. And before he gets into any of the, the research and the statistics and the studies, in the preface of the book, he shares this story. He talks about how it was a sweltering hot day in Manhattan in the middle of August. I know it's hard for us to imagine those, uh, that kind of temperature in the middle of winter, but let your imagination go there for a minute. It had been a long day for Daniel at work in the city. He slugged his way on the, you know, along on the sidewalk. He got to the bus station. His bus arrived. He took slow steps, paid his fare, and began to go back to find his seat when the bus driver addressed him. Hello, how are you doing today? It made Daniel stop in his tracks. He had had a tiring day. He was out of energy, out of resources. And here this bus driver, this complete stranger, uh, out of nowhere, greeted him. And Goldman noticed a change in his affect. Somebody cared about him. His steps to his seat felt a little bit lighter as he found his place to sit. From that point on, Daniel observed that every single passenger that boarded the bus on that bus ride was greeted with that same zest and energy. Hi, how are you doing? As the bus ride went along, the driver began his monologue about the city. There's a great sale in that store. You should go check it out. You'll find some deals. This museum over here has a new exhibit that's really uh, received a lot of great reviews. You should go if you've got time. This movie theater's got that new movie that everyone is talking about. It's good for the whole family. You should make sure that you have time to go while you're in the city. Daniel Goleman talks about how this bus ride on such a hot, muggy day that just drained him of all of his energy suddenly gave him energy. It changed his outlook. It even changed the outlook that he had on the city. The city wasn't something that was burdensome anymore. It was a city, a place to be explored, where he could enjoy some things after a long day of work. 20 years later, with all of his research on emotional intelligence, when this book was published, Daniel still remembers this moment as a pivotal moment for him where he began to really wonder and be curious about the power of emotional intelligence, how our self-awareness can change our surroundings, can change our outlook, 
Daniel talks about how this bus driver was an urban peacemaker. I like that title, an urban peacemaker, transforming irritability of his passengers, softening and opening their hearts to their life experience on that day. This energy, the outlook, the kindness, the zeal is what Goldman and researchers have called emotional intelligence. And this is our theme for the next couple of months for worship. As I mentioned in the children's message, as people of faith, this really isn't anything new to us. We learn about this when we study the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Living with this kind of attitude is living with God's wisdom in our hearts, being guided by the Holy Spirit. Having just come out of the Christmas uh, holiday, emotional intelligence is simply the recognition that God is with us. And that in and through the life of Jesus Christ, our lives are changed and transformed. Just like Goldman experienced when he boarded that bus and heard the greeting from that bus driver, so too our lives are transformed when we hear the good news that Jesus Christ is born into our world. It changes not only our affect, it changes our whole lives the way that we see everything that we experience in our world and in our lives. As we kick off the year 2020, let's remember and focus on this transformation, this life-changing promise that changes who we are inside as we live and work and serve in this world. Let's continue to learn about emotional intelligence in regards to the gospel lesson that we read today. Read with me uh, the passage before you from Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For the judgment you make, you will be judged. And the measure you give will be the measure that you get. When we study Matthew 7, we also need to study Matthew 5 and 6 along with uh, chapter seven, because these three chapters are actually Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It was his teaching to his disciples. Uh, this is the sermon, the teaching that he gave to those who were closest to him, who desired to follow in his footsteps. Jesus, uh, through this teaching, demonstrates emotional intelligence, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These verses that we read up to chapter 7, though, are a little bit different. Up until this point, Jesus has given instructions on how to follow him, how Jesus' disciples will be blessed as they live uh, the way that he teaches. He talks about how uh, these disciples that follow him are salt and light of the world, that they will experience spiritual gifts that they never have before by living and serving by the way that he teaches. And then verse seven comes, and Jesus talks about not falling into the trap of judgment or measuring out our lives compared to someone else, to have self-awareness about that when we fall into that trap. 
Because Jesus' teachings, following in his way, can also become just another form of self-righteousness where we see ourselves better than other people because we are living in a certain way. Jesus says, don't fall into that trap. Have self-awareness when you are doing that. Jesus talks about how we are called to pray, to love, to forgive, worship, to fast, to share our resources, to serve God, to serve others, to stay faithful to the ones who we love. All of these virtues are extremely important to practice, but they become dangerous when we become self-righteous about them. All of a sudden, uh, Daniel Goleman's story about the hot, muggy bus ride comes to us. Jesus is saying we can get caught in this way of being a disciple of his, just like we get caught in being, uh, you know, burdened by a hot, muggy day. That bus driver comes to us in a prophetic voice. Hey, how are you doing? Getting us out of ourselves. Jesus says to us, do not judge Do not worry about measuring someone else's sins against yours. Focus instead on what Jesus has taught you. Get your eyes up, look around, see how much your life has been changed and transformed. Focus on everything that God has given to you. Keep sharing it. Teach it to others with kindness and energy. Stay open to learning and to growing. Lead in small ways and let it start with your life. Have that sense of courage that is rooted in the unconditional love of God. Jewish rabbi Edward H. Friedman is the author of the book Failure of Nerve, as well as the book Generation to Generation. He did a lot of research about emotional intelligence as well after years of being a family therapist. He defined the term non-anxious presence, that we are called to keep our emotions in check, to keep them reasonable and balanced, even when our lives are riddled with anxiety. Goleman also talks about this when he uh, published the book in 1994. These are almost prophetic words for what we experience today. Goleman writes about anxiety on a daily basis like this. Each day's news comes to us rife with such reports of the disintegration of civility and safety, an onslaught of mean-spirited impulse running amok. It reflects back to us on a larger scale, a creeping sense of emotions out of control in our own lives and in those of the people around us. It's easy to see how anxiety can rise quickly. It's easy for us to hear our own inner judge and critic commenting on the behaviors of others. If they would just do it our way, there wouldn't be this problem. Friedman talks about healthy ways to manage this anxiety as a non-anxious presence in the world, and this is what he says. When we are non-anxious, we have the capacity to manage our own natural reactivity. 
We use knowledge to suppress impulses and to control our automatic responses and reactions. It helps us keep calm for the purpose of reflection and conversation with others. We have the ability to observe what is happening, especially within oneself. We're able to see and to spot our weak moments before we let it uh, influence an already anxious situation. We can tolerate high degrees of uncertainty, frustration, and pain, and we're able to maintain a clear sense of direction. Friedman talks about how being a non-anxious presence in the world is an ideal, and no one is ever going to be perfect in it, but we must strive to make it a personal practice if we are going to have healthy relationships, if we're going to be self-aware in this world. When I was learning these emotional intelligence theories in graduate school, I learned that when we are at our healthiest, we're able to be non-anxious only 70% of the time. Think about that. On our good days, when we're not being judgmental, (laughs) we can only do this about 70% of the time. And yet it is worth doing because it changes and transforms the way that we are in the world. Focus on that last point. Maintain a clear sense of direction. Ask yourself, where are you headed in 2020? What is this year going to be about? What are you going to give and dedicate your life to? Maintain a clear sense of direction. That is something that we can manage. Not have total, complete control over it, but we can manage and steward it as we live in the world. Hear the call to be the non-anxious presence. Be the one in your circle of community, uh, of family life, of work life, to commit to being calm, reasonable, to communicate well with others. Manage your reactivity, suppress impulsive reactions, stay calm, and think and speak with calmness. Observe your own behaviors and reactions. Tolerate uncertainty and frustration, even pain. Stay focused that Jesus is with you. Keep in mind that there is always enough love and forgiveness and mercy. Learn from your mistakes. Don't just run and hide from them, but take time to reflect on them. Consider how can you do things better next time. When you fall into criticizing others or cutting off communication with them simply because you disagree, reroute your thoughts and engage with others in empathy, compassion, understanding, and patience. And above all this, remember the fruits of the Spirit that are ours in faith. Remember the gifts of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Examine these fruits of the Spirit. What is going to be your sense of direction for 2020? God be with us all as we become self-aware to emotional intelligence, and as we practice his wisdom in the world. Amen.